Welcome to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Gang, not all here tonight. Low T. Chuck, I find out uh, two hours ago, is going to be in D.C. all week. So, so much for telling his boss, but he's up in... uh, the nation's capital with conservative Viking Eric Erickson. Have no fear. Longoria is here. Stoic as ever. The Eskimo on the other yep. side of the takeout window. Filling in for low T Chuck is Paul, uh, who is Nordic. That's all I know about Paul. He's Nordic. I'm assuming <laughs> he works here, right? Yeah, he can talk. All right, go ahead and talk, Paul. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, Mark. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I, I kind of work here sometimes. Oh, my God. He's got a great radio voice. Yeah. All right, you're not allowed to talk anymore. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. He's from our Athens station. He's oh, Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we, there's so much to talk about. I just got back from vacation. This is my first day uh, at work back from vacation. Yeah. I want to catch up with you and Paul, not Low-T, to see yeah. what I missed last week. We've got breaking news. Uh, the president's lawyer uh, has his office raided by the FBI. Atlanta's mayor asked for a whole cabinet to resign. But I can't talk about that breaking news okay. tonight. I'm yeah. only with you for an hour, um, and I want to talk about an experience I had today. And I'm still kind of soaking it in. I'm still processing the day I had today because it, it, it might have been the most remarkable day of my life today. I'm 44 years old, okay, and today might might have been the most remarkable day of my life. I've had a lot of remarkable days. Um, I got married. I graduated college. I was inducted into the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. I've had some amazing days. I ate paella with Longoria. Yep. I mean, that I've had some great days. Today might be the most amazing day of my life, and I, I want to share that experience with you. Here's the rub, Paul, in, in Longoria. I'm working on three hours sleep in the last 24 hours. <laughs> I've been up all day. Yeah. So as I tell, my, back. <laughs> I tell my story, you guys have to be involved. If, if I'm not making sense or if you have questions, I need a back and forth with you guys as I, as I tell you about one of the most amazing days of my life okay. today. All right? So because I'm, I'm, I'm way overtired and I'm very excited about the day I had today, um, I need you guys to, like, rein me in and ask me questions, keep me focused. Okay. Can you handle that? Sure. All right. I know Paul can. He's a radio professional yeah, from our Athens yeah. cluster. All right. Why was my, my day amazing today? Uh I got an email a while back from a, a lovely a woman named Hilda Tompkins. She is a senior director at the King Center, the Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. Center here in Atlanta, um, requesting my presence today to co-host an event at the state capitol. Nice. Today is the 50th anniversary of uh, the funeral for Martin Luther King Jr., um, a very historic day in our nation's history and certainly in Atlanta's history. I mean, the the birthplace of the civil rights movement is here. Sure, we're the home of the Braves and the, and the Hawks and um, the Falcons, and we're the home of Coca-Cola and Home Depot and amazing things. It's an amazing city. But most importantly, I think Atlanta is the birthplace of the civil rights movement. 
That that is that should be if if the city of Atlanta had a resume, that no, should be on top. That would be the first thing. Oh, by the way, not at the end of the resume, birthplace of the civil rights <laughs> right, right. movement. That's number one on the resume, and then you have all the other stuff that Atlanta has been through. It's it's an amazing fact, and I I personally don't embrace it enough, knowing that I live in the birthplace of the civil rights movement. So, Miss um, Miss Tompkins, reach out to me and asked if I could co-host an event at the State Capitol today, um, honoring the 50th anniversary, commemorating the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, funeral. And, of course, I said, absolutely, but I have to check with my bosses. You know, that, <laughs> Right, right. It's just the way it is. Public yeah, appearances yeah. here at the station, I have to clear them. You know, that w- just, it's just protocol. And, and Pete Sprague's got back to me right away. Absolutely do what you need to do. Be there. So I'm still blown away by the fact that I was invited to do this. Um, so I co-hosted an event at the state capitol in front of the Martin Luther King Jr. statue that was erected last year um, honoring Martin Luther King's 50th uh, anniversary of his funeral with amazing dignitaries. That's how the day ended. I want to tell you how the day started. Um, I, I worked this morning in Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade, Channel 2, went home, walked and fed the dogs, and then went to Ebenezer Baptist Church. Have you ever been to Ebenezer Baptist I Church? I have in not. Gloria? No. Paul, driven past, but I've never been there. So I've been as a visitor, like a, a tourist. I've gone outside. One of the first things I did when I moved to Atlanta, went to the King Center. Everything went to Ebenezer. Didn't get to go into Ebenezer. It was it was closed. Um, but I took pictures. Of, you know, it's, it's a big deal to me. Right, right. That right. was Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. Yeah, yeah. So today I got invited, invitation only, to a ceremony inside Ebenezer Baptist Church. And the ceremony started at 10.30. I got there at 10.34. Just Uber took the wrong way. Whatever. I was a little late. I was a little tardy. Um, So the place was already packed. So I was in the third to the last row of Ebenezer Baptist Church. And um, I sit sit down, and it's it's a packed congregation. And I'm very familiar with African-American churches. I've been to them plenty of times. But I've never been to... Somewhere as sacred at, at, as, as Ebenezer Baptist Church, it was a moving experience. So I have the I have the uh, oh wow the nice. program here yeah, yeah. MLK fifty forward Ebenezer Baptist Church ten thirty to eleven thirty, um, and I'm sitting there. Um, Reverend Shannon Jones presided. Um, Reverend Raphael Warnock spoke. Uh, Judy Forte, Andrew Young, former ambassador, former friend of Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, spoke. Um, musical selections, amazing speeches by Dr. Lawrence Carter, Dr. Marvin Mickle, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Moore, amazing singing by Miss Kristen Glover. And th- this, went, this went on for about, it was about a two-hour ceremony. It was supposed to be an hour, but it went two hours. At one point, Andrew Young's they slipped him a note and said, hey, you got to wrap it up. And he goes, go to hell. Yeah, we, we played that audio <laughs> Oh, earlier. did you play yeah, it? Yeah. I'm in there for two hours, Longoria. And for an hour 59 of the two hours I was in there, I had tears in my eye, literal tears in my eye. It was one of the most moving experiences I've ever, I've ever had. So I'm sitting in this, in this historic church. It's, it's a national park. It's a landmark. Dr. King delivered these speeches, and I'm hearing from people, his contemporaries, Andrew Young, uh, a woman that 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 sang, I need to give her uh, props. She was about 96 years old, got up and sang Miss Mary Gurley. 
amazing. I I had tears in my eyes for two hours, and you know me. Yeah, it doesn't. That's it, not me. No, I'm not, not that guy. No. I'm sitting amongst Dr. King's contemporaries, people he knew, people that that he he preached with them, he marched with them, and I'm just this Jewish kid from Connecticut in this amazing setting with these amazing people honoring an amazing person. And I keep thinking, like Dr. King, gave, he gave sermons here. This was his church. No one's ever going to go to my synagogue in Connecticut. This was Mark Aram's synagogue. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. went to Hebrew school here. <laughs> right. that, that's never going to happen. I'm sure, I mean, you're a great guy, Longoria, yeah, yeah, but no yeah. one's going to your church in no. Corpus Christi, Texas no. and going, yeah. Longoria prayed there. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so this is all hitting me. Right, right. It, it's just waves on waves. Of, I'm looking and I'm t- soaking in. There's a smell in that church. It just smells historic and special. And and people, you know, it, it as as in a Baptist church, there's people in the audience yeah, yeah. screaming out and amen and preach on. And I, I mean, literally, longer. I'm like searching for my suit. I got my nice suit on. I'm looking for a, a <laughs> tissue because I've got tears right, like right. coming down my cheek. And I'm like, oh, this is one of the most incredible experiences of my life. And I'm looking at the the ceiling. I'm looking at the stained glass. I'm looking at the pews. I'm like, the King family sat here. And never mind who's in the audience. The King family's there. Um, Bernice King, who runs the King Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Luther King III was there. The grandkids are there. I mean, I, I just, it was an out-of-body experience. And I was, I was, luckily, we had to keep standing up for things. Right, right. <laughs> As you do right, at church. Because right. I would have been frozen. My legs would have been frozen on the floor because I was, I was on another level. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was just a witness to history. And it was a combination of the, the 50th anniversary. So that's another thing. 50 years ago from when I was there, exactly 50 years, they were having his funeral. They were having Dr. King's funeral in the same place I was. Can you imagine yeah. what the turnout would have been for that? Oh, wow, yeah. So, I mean, just an incredible experience. And I thought I, I w- was about to get you know a hold of myself. I thought I was doing okay. Mm-hmm. And then they played an excerpt from The Drum Major Instinct, which was uh, a sermon that Martin Luther King Jr. delivered February 4th, 1968. So just a couple of months before he died. And they they had it piped in through the, the sound system. So I'm sitting in Ebenezer Baptist Church, third row from the back, because I'm a slacker and got there too late. <laughs> I was lucky there was a seat for me. Yeah. People came in after me. Yeah, yeah. You weren't the latest one. <laughs> Martin III came in after me. I got there before Martin III. Okay. So I, I, I'm all right. Yeah. I got in and I got a seat. And I'm sitting in the third to the back row, and there's a, there's a, a, a king contemporary to my right, a reverend who knew him. Didn't march with him, but knew him. Mm-hmm. And to my left, there's a, an Asian lady. I don't know what she was doing. We didn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, not right. that I was talking to anybody. Right, right, But right. a very distinguished, she was obviously someone important, a very important uh, middle-aged Asian woman to my left who was enraptured just like I was. It was, and there were, there were, there were, um, People of all different races, creeds, color. There's one other Jewish lady I found out at the church. <laughs> nice. Um, so they start playing the audio of of the the Dr. King sermon that he delivered February fourth, nineteen sixty eight, 
called The Drum Major Instinct, which is, is not as famous as I Have a Dream, but it, it's a sermon. It's not a speech. And they're playing this music in the church, and I hear his voice. I absolutely lost it. Absolutely lost it. That's how my day started. It gets crazier from there on. Perhaps the most important day of my life, and I'm sharing it with you, listeners of WSB, because I love you. And only because of you was I able to attend this event. I know that. If I'm Mark Aram, the uh, the, the parking lot attendant, I'm not getting invited to Ebenezer Church right. on the 50th anniversary right. of the King Funeral. We'll come back. I'll continue my story. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's the Mark Aram Show on WSB. Welcome back to the show, 725, 54 degrees on Peachtree Street. I'm with you till 8 in the p.m. March for Humanity today, honoring uh, Martin Luther King. Today was the 50th anniversary of his funeral, and I had an amazing day. Perhaps the most amazing day of my life. The ceremony wraps up at Ebenezer Baptist Church, and I'm, I'm literally, my knees are shaking. You could have pushed me over Longoria with, with a pinky. So just emotional at, at what I just experienced. So they clear out the... Uh, the church, except for the invited, the invited dignitaries mm-hmm. of which I'm like, I'm the end of the dignitary. Line. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and people stand up and there's really famous people in there. There's Chris Tucker, there's TI, there's all these civil rights icons. And I mean, it's just an amazing experience. So we walk outside and we begin the March for humanity. And we're going to march from Ebenezer Baptist church to the Gold Dome, the state capitol. Have you ever done a march before? No, never. I've, I've marched in parades, like when mm-hmm. I was in Little League, the, the Columbus yeah, Day Parade. No, not even that. Paul, have you ever done a march before? Redcoats are UGA, so. All right, so you know, you've marched, I've, I have but never marched. for a cause. Not right? for a good one, no. Yeah, not for a good cause. This was a good <laughs> cause. And this wasn't, um, I mean, this, this wasn't, you know, crossing uh, the bridge in Selma or anything, but this was... It was honoring King on, on his 50th, uh, the anniversary of his 50th uh, of his funeral. So we walk, and the streets are lined. Craig Lucy and Dave Huddleston from Channel 2 are out there. I see him, and they, they see me coming out like, what's going on <laughs> yeah, here? What is he doing? What is, what is he doing here? <laughs> so we all line up. The King family's there. Um, Al Sharpton's there. I've, I have my differences with Al. We'll, we'll discuss that in another show. But <laughs> th- So they start this march. This and I've never been in a march before, and there are people singing, and we're walking up, we're going past Auburn Avenue, we're heading to the state capitol, and it's just one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. You know me, I don't like walking, no. exercising <laughs> at I didn't, all. It no. didn't bother me at all. I didn't. I was I was enjoying the moment. I, the crowd. I mean, the people that were marching, young, old, white, black, Mexican. Uh, it was it was just an amazing experience. We we make the march up to the state capitol where the ceremony is about to begin. I'm co-hosting the ceremony with Frank Ski and Kim Fields, the actress. Oh, wow. That's where the story picks up yeah. next. I've got to speak to an audience honoring Martin Luther King Jr. That's coming up next. 404-872-0750, wsb talk This is the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 737-23 in front of 8 o'clock. Mark Aaron with you till 8, then Herman Cain, special Martin Luther King Jr. celebration. Today, the 50th anniversary of 
Dr. King's funeral, Longoria, and Paul with me tonight. Um, so I left you as I'm approaching the state capitol, the Gold Dome, with the March for Humanity. And I really didn't know what my my role was going to be here. I was, I'm the co-host with Frank Ski from V103, Kim Fields, Facts of Life, Tootie. Oh, yeah. So the three of us are the co But I really don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to give a speech. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do because I was on vacation all last week. Right. Well, if you were supposed to, you didn't have one planned, I'm assuming. I didn't. Yeah. And that was weighing on my mind last week when I was on vacation. I'm like, what, what do I say? I, I mean, wh how do you follow up Andrew Young and all these dignitaries? Right, right. So I'm, I'm like scrambling to try to think of what I'm going to say. And, and luckily, I didn't have to make a speech. Um, at the at the state capitol, but I thought this is this is something that I would have said. So um, I was thinking, if if I could meet Martin Luther King, you know, he was he was he died before I was born. What what would I say to him? What would you say to Martin Luther King? Yeah, Jr., that's tough. Longoria. So Paul, I mean, what would you say to to Dr. Martin Luther King? Like, I don't think there's a way you can fully show your appreciation for what he did. So I don't so think that's so. that's what I've been, what I was thinking about all during vacation. What would I ask him? And I couldn't come up with uh, uh, anything. Yeah. So this is what I came up with on the march. As we were marching from Ebenezer Baptist, the most moving ceremony of my life, to the state capitol. And I'm about to get on stage and, and co-host this event. If I met Martin Luther King Jr. As I'm, as I'm taking this march through the historic section of Atlanta, the birthplace of the civil rights movement, if I met Dr. King, all I would have said was, what can I do to help you? What more can you say? What can I do to help you? That, that's what I would say to Dr. King. And I, I had this kind of revelation. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm emotional, I'm misty. And I, I, I came up with this revelation that the best way to honor Dr. Martin Luther King is to treat everyone I meet as if they were Dr. Martin Luther King. So that means anytime I meet anybody, or you meet anyone, Gory, or mm -hmm. Paul, you meet anybody, mm -hmm. treat them as if they are Dr. Martin Luther King. So what would I say to Dr. Martin Luther King? What can I do to help you? And that's how I can keep the King legacy going and, and do my part for his amazing dream is no matter whom I meet, whether it's Paul, the new phone screener or, um, Hector, the cleaning guy, or, um, Bill, the guy that's cleaning the windows, what can I do to help you? And if I have that attitude and I treat everyone that I meet as if they were Dr. Martin Luther King, that could be my contribution to the movement that all happened during this March. It's a surreal. It's a surreal day. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get to the. Let's get to the stage. So it's me, Frank Ski, and Tootie, Kim Fields, <laughs> who, who might have been one of my first crushes. I mean, yeah, love yeah. her, love her. So we're 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 standing there, and Frank is 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 the main host because Kim and I marched from Ebenezer. We marched from. The, we were in the march. Frank was already there because he was going to be the main. So he introduces Governor Deal. Right off the bat, Governor Nathan Deal, ladies and gentlemen, he gives a speech. Next up, and it's and I've I've done a hundred of these things, not this important, but right, you know, right, charity right. speaking engagements, yeah, yeah. public. It's not a problem. 
but there's always, you know, th things never go as planned. Like I had that when I got there, they gave me a script and they gave me, so I knew it. And then I looked through. I'm like, all right, do I have to give a speech? Do I give a speech? No, okay, no speech. <laughs> I'm just introducing people. And the first thing up, they're like, um, after Governor Dealmark, you have to uh, introduce uh, the mayor of Atlanta. It's not on the, it's not on the script. It's not on the schedule. You're up next after after Governor Nathan Deal. <laughs> so I'm like, holy smokes! I've got nothing prepared. Yeah, Luckily, yeah. I know Keisha uh, Lance Bottoms fair, uh, fairly well because yeah. she used to come into the station and and uh, I, I say, ladies and gentlemen, the 60th mayor of the city of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Uh, big applause for her, not for me. Right, comes up. <laughs> obviously. So I'm I'm like, all right, I got you got that under my belt. And then Frank Ski, not again, not on the uh, on the schedule, because I mean the, things shift, especially a Correct. big yeah. event like this. He goes, "All right, Mark, introduce the Morris Brown um, Choir, but the Glee Club." He yeah. goes, "Introduce the Morris Brown Glee Club." I'm like, "All right, thank you, uh, Keisha, uh, Mayor, His Honor, whatever." Next up, I would like to introduce for your listening pleasure the Morris Brown Glee Club. And I hear the audience like, like rumble, like, oh no! And I hear someone in the audience, it's Morehouse, not Morris Brown. Oh. And I, I look at Frank Ski, and I'm like, you know, oh the white guy yeah. messes up the, the historically black college. Yeah. And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, Frank Ski told me, I apologize, yeah. it's Morehouse. So, and then and then I, I had to uh, introduce more people come on, and it was, I mean, it was a long event. It started late, but it, it ended. Close to 5 p.m. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I got to get to my, I got to get to the show. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's an amazing part. And then I'm going to take some questions. So, uh, for, they, they had, uh, toward the end, four speakers. They had Dr. Bernice King, who, of course, is the daughter of right, Martin right. Luther King. She has with her, and I'm going to tweet a picture of this. I'm going to post it on my Facebook account, Mark Aram WSB. Bernice King goes up with the daughters of Medgar Evers. Malcolm X and Robert F. Kennedy. Wow. These four daughters lost their fathers to assassins' bullets. I'm, I mean, Medgar Evers' daughter, Malcolm X's daughter, Robert, uh, Robert Kennedy's daughter, and Dr. Martin Luther King's junior daughter right in front of me, and they all go up and give speeches. And I mean, what am I doing there? What is the, what the hell <laughs> right. am I doing on stage with these people? And then they have Parkland survivors uh, speaking, and um, I mean, just again, I'm I'm so out of it. Right. Ask, do you have any questions, or should I take questions from the? I college? think you should take questions from the call. All right, because I I mean I'm still trying to yeah soak this. Soak this just happened. In. This yeah. just happened a couple of hours ago. Yeah. And uh, I can I can imagine a very emotional. You know, time, you know, it, and it, just everything flooding you at once. And you know? like a, it was like a dreamscape. Yeah. Uh, just an absolute just I didn't know what I was. It was an out of body experience. People say that oh, I had an out of I wasn't in my body then. I was looking down on the on the state capitol stairs. Martin Luther King Jr. statue crowd full of dignitaries like uh, representatives from the French government were there like ambassadors. <laughs> right, right. Like that's the kind of crowd that's there. Celebrities, singers, Chris Colley from The Voice performed. Uh, I mean, just, uh, and I'm like looking down, like, what, Aaron, what, Mark Aaron's on that stage? What is going on there? What, what's going on? Anyway, all right, your your questions, comments. I'm 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 spent. Chuck's in Decula. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging on so long, brother. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's very powerful. <laughs> and my my little story pales by comparison. 
but uh, but I do have uh, something along those lines. But uh, no, that's you, you. You were you were with with legends. Yeah, and, and with, it was just uh, I could it had to be unbelievable. It was it was amazing. But here's what happened to me, and I'm nobody. I'm not in the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. I'm not Mark Aram. Uh, but uh, but this was really wild for me. 1985. I'll be concise. Uh, I had a good friend. We worked together at AT and T. Uh, he was a black guy and he, his father, uh, uh, and can I give him a shout out? Absolutely. Uh, William P. Diggs and his father, uh, William P. Diggs, Reverend William P. Diggs Jr. Um, was a, uh, was on the front lines, as I understand with Martin Luther King. And, uh, I, now that I don't know, but they, I know that he took me to Friendship Baptist Church. On Easter Sunday, I believe it was 1985, because I decided not to go home to Charlotte, where I was from, for Easter. And I was the only white person there, and I was welcomed beyond belief. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was what, I mean, in Ebenezer, there was no color. It was it was an amazing experience. Robert Kennedy's daughter was there, Longoria. A Kennedy. Yeah. And an Aram in the same building. <laughs> I got to say this. Okay. Um, Reverend Dr. Otis Moss Jr., who was a contemporary of Martin Luther King, spoke at the ceremony at, at the Capitol. And his son, you got to Google this guy. One of the most dynamic speakers I've ever, ever heard. Reverend Dr. Otis Moss III. Google that, folks. Blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. Randy's in Athens. Randy, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, I appreciate you taking my call. You know, I went to just to the museum and I got the same chills during my 40s I'm 55 right now mm-hmm. as you talked about but if I had a chance to talk with Martin Luther King I would hope that he would look across the pews and wonder where our families are where's the kids mm-hmm. where's, where's everybody at that should be here Yeah. and what are we doing to make that a better World I'll tell you what. What's kids. one of the one interesting thing is, Randy. So you know, 2018 things are crazy. We don't know what's going on Syria and and I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. But one of the common themes that the 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 King contemporary said, it's not as bad as it was. It is getting better. Ambassador Andrew Young made it, made that a point in, in Ebenezer Baptist. He's like, I know you think it's bad now. It was worse in the 60s. He goes, don't think it's all doom and gloom. It's, it's getting better. And that was a common theme. The people that were alive during the time, during, during the birth of the civil rights movement, they had it a lot worse, for sure. Are we perfect yet? No. But if Ambassador Young says it's getting better, I'm going to trust his judgment more than mine, for sure. Uh, one more segment to go, and then Herman Cain's going to talk about Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, his 50, the 50th anniversary of his funeral today in downtown Atlanta. And I, uh, miraculously, I was a part of the, the ceremony today. We'll come back. We'll take more of your calls. This is The Mark Aram Show. Final segment of my hour of the show. Herman Cain coming up at 8. Full show tomorrow. We'll get into all the, the, the nitty-gritty of vacation and all that and the breaking news. Of it, uh, but I had to I had to pass along my amazing day today. Real quick, we've got a couple of calls, and then we got a scoot. Willie's in Conyers. Willie, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Mark, uh, you set the stage for a good last for me. I, I wanted to be a combination of 
serious and light because I know you like to be lighthearted. Absolutely. Fact, I, I, I'm one of your fans in the morning for traffic more over than your show because I'm more of a serious-minded type, and I don't I don't usually listen to your show that much. It's just you're booked in such a, a perfect time where you, I'm sometimes forced to listen to you. But watch this. <laughs> that's, that's fine, as long as you're listening. Yeah, now watch this, though. Yes, sir. When you said that the guy gave you the wrong name for the college, I've been laughing about that the whole, set, the whole time. Morris Brown instead of Morehouse. You really set the stage for me to really get a good laugh with you. Like you said, the white guy messed it up, but really, Frank, he messed it up, right? He did okay. it. He did. But again, yeah. it, this was all this was all not on the script. So, I mean, Frank Frank was obviously <laughs> feeling nerves, uh, as as was I. Right, right. Well, now watch this. Uh, I always wonder when you ever got sleep. You say you only had three hours of sleep this day. I'm thinking when you were on late night. I used to wonder. I said, "Where does this guy sleep?" I said, "I see if he's coming on at ten or eleven o'clock or whatever it was." That's a great question. So normally, yeah. normally, really, I sleep from eleven a.m. to five p.m. But today uh, I couldn't because I had to be at, at Ebenezer at ten thirty. So, right. so I lost all my sleep today. So last night I slept from midnight to three a.m. Woke up and did, did the news this morning. Uh, I did get I did get one laugh though um, because they needed um, a guy named Bill Watkins. They were like, they gave me a note. They're like. Frank Ski's like, hey, uh, can you get on the on the microphone? Tell Bill Watkins to report to the press uh, area. So I get on there before I say it. Bill Watkins, uh, if you're here, please come to the press area. You're wanted. And then I said, not Willie Watkins. That's a whole different thing. Bill Watkins. <laughs> so I did redeem a little credibility with a Willie Watkins reference. But yeah, don't mess up Morris Brown and Morehouse. That's like messing up Georgia and Georgia Tech for the for the white folks out there. You don't want to mess that <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Roberts and John Creek. Roberts, uh, real quick, what do you have, buddy? Hey, Mark. Under Maynard Jackson, the slogan for our city was, and in my opinion still is, Atlanta, a city too busy to hate. Absolutely. Right. And Andrew, uh, Andrew Young mentioned that same thing. Had I given a speech, I might have thrown that in as well. But thankfully... For the audience and for my well-being, I didn't have to give a speech. I just had to mess up introductions. What a day. What an honor. What an experience. I will post uh, pictures on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you for divulging uh, me and letting me uh, talk for an hour about the day I had today. Herman Cain, his reflections next. This is WSB. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile.